Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And welcome, everybody, to our first Friday. We're going to do this on a regular basis. Friday, Oh, the Pain podcast uh, here on December 3rd of uh, 2021. Joe Beningo, of course, with you here as we get ready for a big football weekend, week 13 in the NFL, of course, all the conference championship games in college football. And, of course, the uh, Joe Beningo, Oh, the Pain podcast brought to you by Natural Body, by Hackensack Brewing Company by Beach Camera, and, of course, by Anita Tires. All right, very, very big weekend coming up. Six weeks to go in the uh, ever-fast-moving National Football League season. And I want to start with the the two local games. We'll preview what's coming up locally. I want to start with the Giants because I look at the state of the Giants right now. They're four up and seven down. They come off a win last week over the Eagles at MetLife, where the Eagles basically handed them the game, turned the ball over four times in this game. Uh, uh, Rieger had a big drop at the end when it looked like uh, the Eagles were going to be set up with a first and goal with about 20 seconds to go from the Giant one-yard line. Uh, The Giant defense played well, give them credit. But even with the uh, change now to Freddie Kitchens from uh, Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator, you didn't see a hell of a lot from this offense. The Giants go down to, uh, to Miami to play the Red Hot Dolphins this week. The Dolphins have won four consecutive games. They're really, really playing well. They beat up the Carolina Panthers last week, 33-10. to 10. Tua Tungavailo is playing very well right now uh, for the Fish. Their defense has been solid, the whole deal. And they're actually trying at 5-7, and seven, making a run now uh, to try to get into some kind of a, a playoff contention in the uh, crazy – crazy world of the AFC and really the Giants are the same thing they're only a game right now out of that final playoff spot in the NFC at four and seven which is uh, nuts to think about but they are you know Miami's a four and a half point favorite in this football game I gotta tell you right now I love the Dolphins here I really do they're playing well you know they got off to a rough start they got off to a, a one and seven start for a number of different reasons but I, I I like them a lot. I think they're playing well. I like their coach. I've liked Brian Flores uh, since he got here uh, for Miami. And I just don't think the Giants are any good. And I don't care who plays quarterback for the Giants. If Daniel Jones, it looks like Jones is going to play. But whether Jones is playing, Mike Glennon's playing, you know, whether Barkley, who's been really has, let's be honest, Barkley's been a disappointment for the Giants. And we'll get to that in a second. But whether Barkley's playing, whether Tony's playing, it doesn't matter who's out there. Kenny Galladay, I just I, I like the Dolphins a lot in this game. I think four and a half, they're going to cover that with ease. They'll probably win the game by a touchdown, you know, something along those lines, maybe 10. But uh, I like the Dolphins to make it five in a row this week against the Giants. And I, I tell you, you look at the state of the Giants right now, I got a feeling that they're going to blow it up at the end of the year. Now, who knows? Maybe the Giants with six games to go, maybe they make a big run. Maybe, they, you know, they still got to play Washington again. They got to play Philadelphia again. They got to play Dallas again. You know, uh, they do have to go out next week to play the Chargers in L.A. 
uh, and Miami, obviously, this week. Uh, so, look, it's not over yet. They still got, like I said, six games to play, but I don't see it with this team. I, I think the firing of Jason Garrett is only the beginning of what the shakeup is going to be at the end of the year for the Giants. Daniel Jones has been underwhelming as he's now in the third year as he gets ready to go into the final year of his rookie contract. I, I think that Joe Judge, I, you know, I kind of like Joe Judge, but I don't know if he's going to survive it at the end of the year. I think Gettleman is clearly gone. I don't think he's done a good job at all. And don't be surprised, and I've talked about this a little bit, but don't be surprised if the Giants make a move to get Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks because Seattle – I think that they're going to blow that up at the end of the year, too. They're 3-8. and eight. Right now, they actually they got the same record as the Jets. Think of that right now. And if the draft was today, the Jets, who own Seattle's first-round pick after the tremendous fleecing, give, give Joe Douglas credit, of the Seahawks in the Jamal Adams trade, they actually would be picking – they would have the fourth pick in the draft right now. So the Jets, if the draft was today, would be picking four and five in the NFL draft in the first round, which is which is pretty good. I got to say that. I mean, you wish they weren't always picking this high. Someday, hopefully, they're going to have the final pick in the NFL draft. I doubt I'll be alive for that, but whatever. The Jets are in good position as far as the draft is concerned. But if I'm the Giants, I got to think long and hard about making a trade for Russell Wilson. And the Giants have, to have two first-round picks this year as well. They own the Bears' first-round pick for the trade last year where the Bears ultimately took Justin Fields and their own. And if I'm the Giants, I got to think about giving up my two first-rounders for Wilson. Wilson just turned 33. In fact, his birthday was the other night, Monday night, in that loss to the uh, Washington football team uh, in Washington. He's only 33 years old. Uh, He's got to have, you figure, four, five more solid years of football left in him. If I'm the Giants, I got to really think about making a deal for Russell Wilson uh, I think he completely wants out of Seattle. I think he knows that Seattle, and it's obvious that they are a team on the decline right now. Who knows where they go from here? But I got to think about it if I'm the Giants. And the Giants have a history of making deals for quarterbacks, for real good quarterbacks that have you know really made their name somewhere else. And then the Giants wound up trading for them late in their careers. You can go all the way back to Y.A. Tittle, in the early 1960s, who was a terrific quarterback for the 49ers, Giants traded for him, and then Tittle had, you know, three really phenomenal years for the Giants, taking him to the NFL title game three years in a row. They did the same with Fran Talkington. Remember, they brought Fran Talkington uh, in from Minnesota. They eventually traded him back to the Vikings as well. Uh, remember Kerry Collins, the same thing. Kerry Collins had some real good years with the Carolina Panthers. The Giants wound up dealing for him, and he wound up taking to the uh, Giants to the Super Bowl Back uh, at the end of the 2000 season, you know, we saw Craig Morton, you know, leave the Cowboys and eventually wind up with the Giants. So there's precedence for this with the Giants making a trade for a veteran quarterback who's had some great years in, you know, with somebody else. And in the Giants in the last few years of, their, of uh, his career, they bring him in and he's and they and all these guys really, uh, maybe not Morton, but certainly Tittle, certainly Talkington and certainly Kerry Collins had success once they got to the Giants. So I got to think long and hard if, if I'm a John Mara about blowing it up, get them in out. I don't know what happens with Joe Judge. I do think Joe Judge has potential to be a pretty good coach in the NFL. It has not manifested itself this year. 
after a uh, a six and ten year last year, where you know they went right down to the last week of the season, and if not for basically the Eagles lying down against Washington, maybe the Giants would have won the division. But I think the Giants are really at a crossroads. Uh, I think we're starting to find out. I guess there's still time for Daniel Jones to really show he's a franchise quarterback in this league, but time is running out. And if I'm the Giants, I got to really think about making a deal for Russell Wilson. But getting back uh, to this week's game, give me the Dolphins laying the four and a half in Miami against the Giants to win their fifth consecutive game. Now, as far as the Jets are concerned this week, Jets, of course, at home against the Eagles. Now, Eagles playing two straight weeks at MetLife Stadium. He lost to the Giants last week there, 13-7, to a game where, as I brought up earlier, they basically handed the game uh, to the Giants. They turned the ball over four times, dropped passes. Uh, we mentioned that drop at the goal line in the closing seconds. So the Eagles, who had played well before that, the Eagles were playing very good football. They're 5-7 and seven on the year. They're still in playoff contention in the crazy NFC. And remember this about the Eagles. And by the way, six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Jets this week at MetLife. Remember, the Eagles have never lost to the Jets. Now, they don't play them that often because they're in the NFC East, basically playing them every four years. You got an extra game this year, and they wound up playing, even though the Jets are not playing the NFC East this year. Uh, they get that extra game against Philadelphia as they went to the 17-game season. So, I, you know, I can't say I feel good about this game for the Jets. I, I really can't. Uh, there'll be a ton of Eagle fans in attendance at MetLife as there was last week uh, against the Giants. There'll probably be even more this week uh, with the Jets sitting there at three and eight, even though they come off that win over Houston. Jets are banged up. Corey Davis, boy, that was thirty-seven and a half million well spent, huh? Oh my God, he's out again this week. Keelan Cole is out with the whole COVID thing, you know. Uh, so they got two guys, two receivers that down. I guess Denzel Mims will be activated for the game, but who knows? Who knows if they use him at all? Uh, you know, we know the deal with Denzel Mims. He has uh, been uh, certainly underwhelming, uh, to say the least. So the Jets getting six and a half against the Eagles. You know, Zach Wilson starting. You know, as I said, you know, last week after the Houston game, you look at the four quarterbacks right now in the Jets roster, and the uh, the guy who's number four is Zach Wilson. So look. I'm not saying Wilson can't beat a guy, certainly has not shown it, and certainly did not play well against the Texans last week. I don't know. Six and a half is a big number. Maybe the Jets can steal this game. I mean, if they continue to run the ball the way they ran it against Houston, if the defense plays, you know, anywhere near as good as they played last year, last week against the Texans, you know, if if Wilson can play better this week, which you can only hope, don't make the stupid mistakes like we saw last week on that. Uh, that interception he threw off the back of Tyler Johnson when he was already over the line of scrimmage. Uh, if I'm a betting man, I'm probably betting the Eagles laying the six and a half. Let's hope I'm completely wrong about that, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. So I don't feel very good this week about either of the local teams. I hope I'm wrong about the Jets, but I like Miami laying the four and a half. I like the Eagles laying the six and a half. We'll see uh, how that plays out as uh, things trans, uh, as things unfold over the weekend on Sunday. Okay, Joe Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. Of course, we're going to be doing this now every Friday going forward. We'll have the Monday podcast. We'll break down the Jet game. We'll break down the football from, uh, from uh, Sunday. And then we'll be doing this also on Friday. We'll do a pick segment here and, and all that. And just like I said, look, look ahead uh, to this week's game 
in the NFL. Before we get to uh, my picks overall for this week, uh, let's uh, let's bring in and let's talk about our uh, our sponsors. Uh, of course, the Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast, and let's talk about Beach Camera, my good buddy Isaac, and we really appreciate all that Isaac has done for us at Beach Camera, and you know the deal at Beach Camera. Uh, you can find incredible prices on stunning TVs this holiday season. Look no further. They've been in business for over 30 years. Beach Camera offers all the top brands such as LG, Samsung, and Sony, so give my buddy Isaac a call at Beach, Cam- uh, Beach Camera, 732 732- 993-6385-732-993-6385. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison. Let him save you some money this holiday season. And you can use code JOEB for 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at Beach Camera, beachcamera.com. Also, uh, let, me, uh, let me mention my good buddies, Mike Jones and company, Hackensack Brewing Company. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a terrific live podcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company in uh, Hackensack. We're going to do another one coming up in January, probably one of the uh, Saturdays during the NFL playoffs. So you want to, we'll, we'll let you know as it, uh, the exact date as we get closer to it. We'll let you know when we're going to do that. But you know the deal with the Hackensack Brewing Company. 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge. They're less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Always 12 beers on tap. You can enjoy indoor or outdoor on their beer garden. A little cold for outdoor right now, but still plenty of packaged goods to go as well. You can bring your own food to the brewery. You can order from one of the many, many great restaurants in the area. They'll deliver it right to your seat. Check out hackensackbrewing.com. Place an order or pick up. Uh, you can pick up for home delivery. Tap rooms open from 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sundays. Come through, raise up a few with them. 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. See my buddy Mike Jones and company. Peace, love, and beer. And as I said, we'll let you know the exact date on our next live podcast coming up at the Hackensack Brewing Company. All right, let's take a, let's take a look at uh, this week in the National Football League. Uh, if you follow uh, myself doing the picks with my good buddy John Jastrzemski on uh, his website, then maybe you already have an idea of where I'm going this week. But here I'll, I'll give you my what I feel are the, the picks of the week. I already mentioned the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins a lot, laying four and a half at home against the Giants. I, I just don't think the Giants are any good. Miami's been on a roll. They won four in a row. I think that's going to continue. Their defense has been playing well. Tua's been playing well. Uh, give me the Dolphins laying the four and a half at home against the Giants. So. That's pick one. Pick two, I really like the Indianapolis Colts here in Houston laying nine and a half against the crummy Texans. Houston stinks. They may well be the worst team in the NFL right now. They certainly did not look good against the Jets last week. Tyrod Taylor did not have a good game. And Indy, who's been playing very well, they're six and six right now in the season. They're two games behind uh, the Titans in the AFC South. They lost a very tough game last week, 38-31 to the uh, defending champion Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay came back late, scored the winning touchdown. Leonard Fournette had a big game, scored four touchdowns in this one, and Indy wound up losing it 38-31. They had some big turnovers in the football game. They didn't get a lot out of Jonathan Taylor, which I didn't quite understand, but I love Indianapolis here. You know, Houston is terrible. I mean, I, I think Indi- Indianapolis has no problem whatsoever covering the nine-and-a-half-point number here against the Texans down in Houston. So game two, give me Indy 
laying the nine and a half against the Texans. Uh, that's my second pick. I like them a lot to go to seven and six and stay right, right in the hunt for a playoff spot in the AFC, but still in the hunt. Remember, they got another game left with uh, Tennessee. They lost to them earlier in the year, but they still have a game left with them. So uh, they're only two games back with six games to go. So give me Indy laying the nine and a half in Houston against the Texans. Game three, I love the Rams. The Rams are laying a big number, 13 points against Jacksonville. Again, if Houston's not the worst team in the NFL, well, then the Jacksonville Jaguars are. They're sitting there as well at 2-9. and nine, uh, Really got destroyed uh, a couple weeks ago by San Francisco. They're just, they're just not a good football team right now. I mean, what else can you say about them? Uh, the Rams are laying a big number at home. It's 13, but I think the Rams are going to kill them. I mean, this game has 41-10, 45-7, something like that written all over it. The Rams have lost three in a row. It was seven and one and sitting pretty. They've now lost three in a row, lost a very tough game last week to the Packers in Green Bay. The Packers, who may be the best team in the NFC right now, uh, they're sitting there at nine and three, even though the Cardinals have a better record at nine and two. Remember, Green Bay did beat Arizona earlier in the year. I think the Rams laid a wood here to Jacksonville. They need this game. They need a win bad. They got to right the ship after the three-game losing streak. You know, they, they, they're they starting to incorporate Odell Beckham now in the offense. Remember, he caught a long touchdown bomb last week from Matthew Stafford. Uh, Von Miller, you know, getting himself acclimated to the whole scene out there in L.A. with the Rams. Give me the Rams laying 13 to beat up the Jaguars. I, I don't see how uh, the Rams don't. It's a big number, but I don't see how the Rams don't cover this game uh, very, very easily. So that's game three for me. Game four. Give me the Chiefs at home. Again, laying a pretty high number against the division rival Denver Broncos. But give me the Chiefs laying nine and a half at home in Arrowhead against Denver. Denver comes off a nice win last week. Remember, they beat the Chargers at home. And you look at that AFC, AFC West, man. It's crazy. Everybody right now is over 500. Everybody. The Chiefs are leading the division. They're sitting there at seven and four. But the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Raiders are all six and five right behind them. But I think the Chiefs have really got off the snide. They've won four consecutive games right now. Their defense is playing well. You know, Chris Jones is back and healthy. He's playing. He's really playing good football. Had a great game, too. Remember, they had their bye last week, the Chiefs. Uh, had a great game two weeks ago against Dallas. Three and a half sacks against Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, Frank Clark is back. Their defense is really, really starting to find itself. And I know the Chiefs offense, you know, hasn't been quite what it's been in years gone by. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes obviously is still there. Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey. I like the Chiefs a lot in this game. And I think Kansas City is now uh, going to assert themselves and really take control in the AFC West. And I, I, I see the Chiefs on their way at least to the AFC championship game. And remember, coming off a bye Andy Reid has always been terrific, even going back to his years with the Philadelphia Eagles. Did a great job after buys there. Give me the Chiefs laying nine and a half against the division rival Broncos at home in Kansas City. So that's game four. Game five, I love the Patriots Monday night, getting two and a half against Buffalo. I've been saying this now for a little while. I think the Patriots are on their way definitely to the AFC title game 
It would not shock me if they wind up in the Super Bowl again. They've won six straight games. They're eight and four on the year. They come off that beatdown over the uh, Titans last week at Foxborough. And this is, uh, let's be honest, right now, this may be the game of the year. Everybody thought Buffalo was just going to run away with the AFC East. That hasn't happened. New England sitting there at eight and four. Buffalo right behind them at seven and four. Uh, I, I really, I like, I like uh, the Patriots a lot. I think the master has got it going. You know, he watched last year as Tom Brady took over and the Bucks won the Super Bowl. It took him a year to get himself, uh, get himself back in gear. They went seven and nine last year. Really didn't have a quarterback. The Cam Newton thing didn't go well at all. They draft Mac Jones. He's been phenomenal in that New England system. The Patriots are playing terrific football. Their defense is outstanding. They got the best secondary in the NFL. J.C. Jackson, Darren McCourty, uh, uh, Duggar. I mean, all these guys, they're really playing outstanding football right now. And I think they are ready and locked and loaded for the Buffalo Bills. I really do. I think they are locked and loaded to get Buffalo here. Buffalo comes off that win over the Saints, the reeling Saints, who, of course, lost again last night to Dallas. Uh, four interceptions in that game thrown by Taysom Hill. They're in a free fall right now, New Orleans. Buffalo took care of them on Thanksgiving, 31-6. to But I'm telling you, I think New England is ready to go. Supposed to be bad weather up in Buffalo on Sunday. To talk, uh, excuse me, Monday night. They're talking about snow, the whole deal, the typical Buffalo weather. To me, that just helps New England. And like I said, I think the master Belichick is ready to roll now. This, this reminds me a lot of a 20 years ago when New England won their first Super Bowl under Belichick, when Tom Brady came out of nowhere. And once New England got on a run, remember, they didn't lose a game again. And would I be shocked if New England doesn't lose another game in a regular season? I hate to say this because you know how I feel about the Pats. I've had enough of them. But they're ready. They're ready to take control. I don't love Buffalo. I just don't. I just don't. I think Buffalo was better than they are, better last year than they are this year. And I, I, I think New England's winning this game and winning it outright. Right now, Belichick is taking he, he's taking no prisoners right now. He is out to stick it to everybody in the NFL. He's ticked off Buffalo. Won the division last year. Give me the New England Patriots getting two and a half. I love them Monday night uh, to win their seventh consecutive game and really take control of the AFC East. They win this game. They'll have a game and a half uh, lead over Buffalo in the AFC East. So uh, give me New England getting two and a half in Buffalo against the Bills. Uh, So those are the Beningo picks. I'll run them down again for you. I'm going to do five every Friday right up to the end of the season as we get into the uh, move into the playoffs. Give me Miami. Laying four and a half at home against the Giants. Give me the Colts laying nine and a half on the road in Houston. Give me the Rams laying a big 13 number against Jacksonville at home in LA. Give me the Chiefs at home laying nine and a half against the Broncos. And give me the Patriots getting two and a half in Buffalo against the Bills. So those are my picks for a week 13 in the NFL. And again, the Joe Beningo O the Pain podcast as uh, we now move in to our uh, what's going to be a regular uh, Friday slot. You're going to listen to us every every Friday, Monday and Friday, uh, now on the uh, 
on the Yoda Pain Podcast. Let me uh, give some more time to my sponsors. You know, Natural Body, they win, they've been with us, Steve Calabrese, right from the beginning. Enter code JOEB for 10% off your entire order at naturalbodyinc.com. And anybody that makes a purchase at any of the Natural Body stores, Ozone Queens, Belmore, Long Island, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, gets a free Natural Body uh, T-shirt valued at 25 bucks while supplies last. Again, my buddy Steve Calabrese, he's going crazy right now with his Red Hot Dolphins and Loves the fact that I'm picking them to make it five in a row over the Giants this week. And he's the owner and president of Natural Body, Inc. And again, you can email Steve at naturalbodyinc.com. And of course, my buddies, my son Johnny over at Anita Tire, uh, Ari, everybody over there on Westwood Avenue in Rivervale. Go check them out. You know, you want your tires, you want your car uh, serviced, whatever your needs are for that. You live in the area, wherever you live, Jersey, New York, wherever. Go check out Anita Tire. Tell him Beningo sent you. See Johnny. He's not happy right now. His Saints are, as I said, in free falls. They were beaten again last night uh, at home by the Dallas Cowboys. They fall to five and seven now on the year. Things not uh, the injuries have really caught up with the New Orleans Saints. But go see Johnny. Go see Ari, and they certainly will take care of you over at Anita Tire. All right, Joe Beningo, the Ode to Pain podcast. Just quick, I know. I know New York doesn't care that much about college football, but it is the the uh, conference championship weekend in college football. You look at the college football playoff right now, it is the way it probably should be. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati. We'll see if it all plays out that way. Uh, I think if Georgia loses this week to Alabama, they're in the playoff anyway. They're in no matter what. They're undefeated. That one loss to Alabama is not going to knock them out of the playoffs. And it'll be interesting to see if Georgia wins this game and beats the Crimson Tide, if they still put Alabama in with two losses. That's going to be very interesting to see. Oklahoma State obviously has something to say about that. That's a one-loss team in the Big 12. They play their championship game this weekend against Baylor. And we'll see if they win their game and Georgia beats Alabama, you may see Oklahoma State leapfrog Bama and jump into the Final Four in the college football playoff. We'll see if that works out or not. To me, if Cincinnati wins their game against Houston, they got to be in because they're undefeated. I mean, I'm sorry. They do have a prime win over Notre Dame. And how about the Notre Dame thing with Brian Kelly stepping down and going to LSU? We'll see who winds up with the Notre Dame job. Uh, Maybe Urban Meyer leaves the Jaguars and goes there. He says he's not, but you never know. But anyway, I think if Cincinnati does win their game, they should be, without any doubt, in the college football playoff. And obviously, Michigan wins over Iowa, they're in. Michigan wins, and they're in. I think Iowa's going to give them a very tough game. I don't think that's going to be a lock for Michigan. They're an 11-point favorite in this game uh, in Indianapolis in the Big Ten Championship game on Saturday night. And you could see a major letdown after the huge win by Michigan over Ohio State last Saturday in Ann Arbor. I could see a big letdown here. And Iowa's good. I mean, they're a 10-2 team. They're not a great offensive team. They play pretty good defense. Their special teams are solid. Uh, they, they were losing 21-6 to the day after Thanksgiving to Nebraska and came all the way back, had a big block punt that they returned for a touchdown in that game, wound up coming from behind to beat Nebraska 28-21 in that game. So I think I was a live underdog in this game against Michigan. But if everything goes to Hoyle, if everything goes the way you think it would go, uh, we'll see if Alabama, even if they lose to Georgia, winds up uh, still getting into the college football playoff with two losses. That obviously still 
remains to be seen. So big weekend in college football. We'll see how the conference championship games play out. A couple other things before I uh, I, I sign off here. Uh, obviously, the Major League Baseball uh, lockout is now in full swing. Uh, you know, the collective bargaining agreement expired December 1st. And right now, all business is done with baseball. You can't sign free agents. Thank God the Mets already signed Max Scherzer. To me, anytime you see these work stoppages, nothing really happens in still, until games are starting to be affected that they could be lost. Now, I think that you will not see anything happen here until we start to get close to free uh, to uh, spring training. You know, when we get into February and we're getting close to the spring training, then maybe you'll start to see something happen. Who knows? We might even see not, we might not see anything happen until April when the games are ready to, you know, supposed to start. So don't expect much to happen, at least for the next couple months, as far as anything in the uh, baseball lockout. Uh, like I said, that's how it always seems to go when it comes to these uh, labor disagreements in professional sports. So uh, keep an eye on that. But I don't expect much movement, at least for a couple months, with the baseball lockout. And one other thing before I go, uh, I just want to send my best. I'm going to have to give him a call. My good buddy, the Moose, Mark Malusis, uh, who uh, uh, was uh, basically let go yesterday by WFAN uh, as the midday host, along with Maggie Gray. They made a complete change there at WFAN. Obviously, it's a whole different world there at the fan. My best to Moose. Uh, I, I guess he still may be doing part-time stuff for the fan. Maggie's going to go to the CBS network is the way I hear it. Who knows? This is what I'm hearing about it. Congratulations to Tiki Barber. Congratulations to Brandon Tierney as they will now move into the midday 10 to 2 slot. But uh, I really feel for Moose. He still has his SNY gig. Like I said, I guess he's still going to do part-time stuff for the fan. Uh, all the best to my good buddy, uh, the Moose, Mark Malusis. All right. Again, want to thank everybody for listening. The Joe Beningo Podcast. Remember, every Monday and Friday now, we, you can check me out on the podcast. Monday night, Friday night. Everybody enjoy the football over the weekend. Uh, have a great one as we move into full now into the uh, Christmas season. And uh, we'll talk to you Monday after the Jet Eagle game and after all the NFL games.